Hi, and welcome to episode 14 of Invest in You. I'm Charlie, and I'm going to be interviewing my dad, Frederick, on event planning on a high level. And Ivan is way doing taekwondo. So one reason we speak about events is that it is a very condensed way to learn things. And it's very useful if you want to learn things, and it's just great. So invest in you. This podcast is here really for movers and shakers, people who like to learn new stuff, uh, be inspired and also challenge yourself a bit. I love to invest in myself. I help even a child to invest in themselves. And yes, I do also invest some money for real in my training and their training as well. And I love sharing stuff. So yeah, here we go. So I saw you were doing some event planning. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yes, that's right. So today I was doing the final touch on uh, an event coming up very soon, which is called Expert Empires. I really, really look forward to that. And you can kind of guess what it will be all about. Yeah. Do you think we have any experts there? I think so. And what do you think empires means? It's like your territory. Yeah, exactly. So we will have lots of smart people in the room, actually probably a thousand of them. And I'm so humble to be allowed to speak there. So I really look forward to that. So I saw you were doing some event planning. Yes, so I will go to something called Expert Empires, uh, as I just said, and there I will be joined by, for example, a guy called Nick James. He is an expert at setting up events, really. Uh, he's been growing his event business. It's his second one, actually. And we will also have Ryan Dice. He uh, will talk about digital marketing. Mm -hmm. Lucy Johnson, she will talk about how to really fill events. And then we've got some other great people. Uh, I know a guy called Marcus Murphy. He will talk about LinkedIn. And I will talk a lot around how to raise funds. Sounds interesting. Who else is presenting at Expert Empires? So, for example, uh, Judy Mae Murphy. She is uh, also talking about how you can benefit from having books when you do something as an expert. Are you writing a book right now? Yeah, I am writing two books at the moment. So one is called Trust is New Currency, how to build trust, how to attract the right partners, and also how to really make the good investments in business and so on. And uh, the other book is called Fundex, and that's all around how to find money for projects. What is your topic that you will present about? So this time it's uh, one of my favorites. Uh, it's something which I call your task force to raise millions. And it's all around how to build to sell your empire, leverage or working with other people's money, therefore uh, having much stronger growth of your uh, business. Can we have a sneak peek into the content? Hmm, uh, I know that the tickets are going for at least uh, £200 up to uh, well over £1,000. So yes, that will be a, just a sneak peek, obviously. So my task force, uh, you might wonder where that name came from. Task force sounds like a military thing. I don't know. Tell me, Frederick. Of course, from a military background, where oh, yeah. a task force is very much a group or a team or a number of units set up for a specific purpose. So yeah, that's where it comes from. Which is, of course... Is it an acronym? Yes, that's right, Charlie. Uh, well, well guessed. Shall we go over the T or should we skip to the A? Uh, we'll just dive into some of them, uh, not to give away all, all the, the content for the people who are coming to the event. And of course, uh, you're welcome to ask me later what it was all about. So what does the A in Task Force stand uh, for? It, it stands for Assets. 
uh, you got multiple kinds of assets, as we already spoken about. We've got uh, physical assets and we've got digital assets. So is this podcast a digital asset? Yeah, that's right. So a uh, digital one can be, for example, a business system. Uh, this podcast is one. You can have like ebooks. You can have all your videos out there. And uh, also in terms of the physical assets, that can be, for example, buildings. Uh, it can be in the manufacturing industry. So yeah. Like for HMO, but you're about to buy in Derby. Yeah, that's a great example of a physical asset where uh, the house will create a, a long-time recurring revenue for a long haul, really. And what about the K in key milestones? So, uh, in, in Task Force, uh, I should probably share the whole acronym. It stands for uh, TEAM, uh, which is, of course, that I don't believe in the self-made uh, millionaire. I believe there's often a team behind it. It's uh, A as assets, uh, as I already mentioned, that you need to have physical, potentially, but most importantly in today's world, you need to have digital assets. Sales, uh, any business in my world should sell something or influence or do whatever in terms of bringing in revenue. Even if it's uh, like a charity, they still need to get the money in. So, for example, uh, B1G1 still needs to have sales. Uh, And then... Key milestones, uh, the one you asked about, I'll come back to that in a moment, that really you need to know where you're going, otherwise it's really hard to end up anywhere. Uh, think like a GPS, if you don't know where you're going, you can end up anywhere for any reason. Um, so yeah, exactly. And uh, F in uh, Task Force stands for funders, uh, not the founders, but the funders, people who will actually put in the money. O stands for um, outcome, what do you want it to be like, and also if you like to sell shares in your business you of course need to explain what will be the outcome for the investor the r stands for resilience uh, a lot of it you have to work harder don't give up work hard work hard work hard like work my hard. taekwondo yeah exactly even though i'm not going but i think it's more important to do the podcast with daddy yeah so uh, tell me about taekwondo and resilience before i do the next one i go to taekwondo a couple of days a week Taekwondo is a very power-craving sport, and I think it's really hard, but I try to stick to Taekwondo because I've been doing it for so long, and above all, it makes me happy. If something doesn't make you happy, then you shouldn't do it. But if doing it makes you happy, then you should stick to it, even though it's very time and power-craving. Yeah, coming back to the task force one there, we have got the CS credibility. You need to have a credibility for yourself, uh, you need to have credibility for your product or services and also for the business, which means uh, everyone in the whole team is adding to the big credibility of the business as such. Yep. Hence, uh, increasing the likelihood of actually getting any kind of money. Can you guess what E stands for, Charlie? Exit, maybe? Yeah, exactly. Every kind of investor would like to have uh, at least uh, an understanding how will this investment end? How can I get out of it? When can I get out of it? What do I anticipate to get towards the end? It's important to remember that you don't have to stick to everything as well. So we are going to London tomorrow and I really look forward to doing some parkour and being with Daddy and learning some stuff. And Dad always brings nice weather. I heard that was going to be nice weather there, so... Yeah, that's right. Probably Dad's fault. Yeah. I know you love deals as well. Will you share some cases or stories? Yeah, so some of the cases and stories I will share at Expert Empires. One is very much a live deal where it's a crowdfunding 
platform looking for the first external round of funding, really. I think that's highly exciting. And uh, of course, I have got vetted interest. I'm interested and I'm already a shareholder in the business. Of course, I think it's a fantastic idea. The reason why I put money into their business, think about the whole task force, the big capital T, the team was a really strong reason why I put money there. There's a lot of trust and credibility. There's a lot of experience in the team. And of course, I can see how I can also add value. So in that specific case, we are right now doing a funding round. And uh, probably by the time you hear this, it's already too late. Uh, But if you're familiar with the term entrepreneur investment scheme or would like to learn more, then you're super welcome to get in touch with me privately as this is not really a big, broad pitch to the public. Another example of a story that I would like to share there is one of my clients. They were at startup phase. Uh, They had the team in place. They uh, needed to have funds to really uh, accelerate their growth. They are a very niche company. If you think about almost like, do you know what Alibaba is in China? No. It's like a very big platform where people can buy and sell stuff. It's exactly that. So in this case, uh, you have actually met some of the people in this business, but we don't tell the name of the business. But it's a Swedish company, uh, very much shortcutting the service between selling and buying in an industry. So I really think that's exciting. And um, what could I do there? What have I done there? I've helped them to get around to the first and second round of funding. What does that mean? They have done most of the doing because I'm just an advisor. Nevertheless, uh, even the advisor or advisors on a board can also add to the credibility of the business. So they have been able to carry on their global expansion for uh, almost two years now. And uh, the external funding has really helped them to do this much, much faster. Those were just two uh, examples. So can you tell us some things that you have done while preparing for this event? Okay, first and foremost, as a speaker, as an influencer, you have got limited time. So you have to cherry picking the best events for the year, which will help you to position yourself. And also you might want to get some sales or further customers. So in this case, I am one of the sponsors. I'm a gold sponsor of the event. Uh, What does that mean? Uh, I will be allowed to have uh, a stand there, which means I can capture information from people there. They might or might not want to pre-register to buy any of the two books. They might be interested in, for example, the program uh, Next Level, which is a 12-month mentoring program, how to raise finance for property and for business owners. So in the best of worlds, I might get a few people who are interested in that, obviously. So, yes, it's about selecting the right event. Uh, Of course, it's about bringing the right content there. So I like to do bespoke content as much as I can, which means uh, I try to make sure that it fits and works for the audience. So uh, Nick, the host and uh, the facilitator of this very big event, uh, I spoke to him about what do you think will be most valuable for the audience? And then paying very close attention to his feedback. So as I ran through my task force, he said, fantastic, Frederick. Please share all of that stuff, but put most of your focus on the F. F as in funding. That is probably where you are most unique. 
where you will add the most value. He knows that many of the other people will, uh, for example, we've got a, a guy called Grant Cardone. He will fly in from America. He is an expert in sales. He's got a similar job to what I had before. But my purpose of being there is not talk about sales. Uh, that is very Grant's task to do. Uh, my task is to talk about the funding. So talking to the organizer, make sure that your topic is fit for the audience. Um, can you remember when we interviewed uh, Paul Dunn in Bali? Yeah, we interviewed him this really nice evening in the library. And Paul Dunn was a really great guest to Junior MBA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, he shared with us one of his great tips. I mean, Paul Dunn has been uh, four times on not TEDx, but the, the proper TED talk. And there he shared with us, it is not just for the audience. It's not only for the speaker, it's actually for us. So before he hits the stage, he thinks for us, for us, for us. And that's exactly what I hope to do in just a week from now. Talk about for us with the audience and me and the, the great team that I will have along as well. So, okay, fine. So now we picked a good event. We've customized the, the content. Uh, then it's all these practical details. So, for example, uh, have you heard uh, the expression death by PowerPoint? Death by PowerPoint, no. No. Have you seen many PowerPoint slides in school? Uh, yes, and on this podcast as well. Okay, so death by PowerPoint. Obviously, most of the audience will be very familiar with that. Uh, it is basically when you try to kill your audience by having too many slides and quite dull slides with too much text on every yeah. everyone. So try to avoid death by PowerPoint. Try to have some other props which are appropriate and also ensure to engage the audience. At least that's what I try to do. Uh, and as I said to the audience the other week... I let them discuss a couple of questions and uh, I said to them, you know what? I was just whispering in the mic. I've just done the most stupid thing you can do as a speaker. And then surely you can ask, so what's that? What's that? It's actually giving the power to the audience. And that's actually not stupid at all. It's great, but you need to be able to win them back. So once they've had initiative, they've used the power, they're now engaged, it's really hard to get them to silence again. Everyone is speaking everywhere. To get the power back is super important there. Yeah, Charlie, it looks like you want to say something. So, at school we have this thing. In Swedish it's called Kabaria. And it's like a talent show. And I'm planning to take someone from the audience. And then I'm going to do a push-up competition. Okay. So that has something to do with taking, getting the audience engaged. Yeah. Do you think the person will appreciate it? <laughs> Maybe. I'm, I'm not going to say what they're going to do okay. until yeah. someone... Yeah, of up. course, you don't want to embarrass the person yeah. either, but you, you will sometimes put people really on the spot. Okay, so now we've also uh, thought about for who are you actually doing it, for the audience and for yourself. And uh, in this case, bringing valuable content to them and then hopefully in the best of worlds they would like to hear more from me or from people in my team. Okay, what else have I been up to? So you need to be able to be contactable. So we got the business cards for myself and for the team. We got contact cards where people just can sign up if they like to have uh, an investor strategy meeting where we will talk about how they can invest their time, money or whatever they've got as questions. And then uh, what else have we got? Of course, uh, you know this pop-up banners, we have that as well. 
and uh, some kind of clever way to capture the details so we can actually get back to people. And also now we've got a new legislation also, which means that people really need to opt in. So you can't just take a long list of people and, and start spamming them. They need to actively say, please tell me more. And then that means you can actually capture their details in a relevant way. So yeah, those were a couple of ideas around the organizing the event. Can you remember what the T stands for in task force? Task force team. Yeah, so in this case, there's a lot of organization going in to having a thousand people in one room. Luckily, I'm not responsible for that at all. So I can rock up, but I do have my own team as well because with many hundreds of people who might or might not be interested to reach out to me, that means I need to have a team to make that easier. So I'm just one person and you can just think about it like from a funnel point of view. If many people would like to speak to one person, what will happen then? It will be very busy for that person. Yeah, and it will be a mess. Do you think that some people will get fed up with queuing, potentially? Yeah. Yeah. So really, it's around making it easy for that uh, contact point. Uh, and also, of course, you can try to set up things for the future. So that means that you have some other call to actions, uh, which means that they can learn more about you or your product or your services. Uh, and then later... Uh, they can get back to you. But the danger of doing that is the feeling of excitement will wear down. I appreciate and respect the people selling from stage, inverted commas, and uh, there will be some selling at this event as well. It's not the main theme, obviously, luckily. Otherwise, I would not be there. But I would like to see people really have a decision to do a major investment mature. Uh, I've seen too many times where people have been super excited, happy, jumping up and down and signing things in the back of the room. I personally don't really like that. I prefer more, let's call it ethical sale, uh, slightly slowing down the process a bit. But it is a skill for sure to be able to just see someone on stage, be so revved up and excited. So actually just pull out the credit cards. Can you remember any of that where you were at Regents Park where you were pitching about your event? Can you remember that anyone else was presenting as well? Anyone else? Uh, was anyone else pitching? Was it like a long queue? To me what they were pitching about wasn't that interesting because I was 11 and it was about property investing. A lot of technical stuff but now I'm getting a little bit more into it and I think it's a lot smarter and cooler and better. Okay, thank you. Right, so let's see what else we got to do to wrap things up here. So uh, we've got uh, a long uh, fortnight ahead. Uh, I've got investor meetings, uh, some landlord things. Uh, we will meet up with new customers, uh, hopefully a few new investors. And as already stated, we've got this event coming up. And surely, any other plans for the weekend? I'm going to have a really good time, but I have a question. What's a fortnight? Yeah, a fortnight is uh, two weeks. I don't play this game, but it is actually a game as well. And a lot of my classmates are playing it. So, yeah. fun fact, if you didn't know about that. Yeah, no, it's just great to show that the interest between different generations is quite um, interesting. So, thank you for listening to this podcast. And Dad, can you wrap up a bit? Right, so we have been talking about the value of events, especially if you like to invest in you. The one reason why I really like events is you can get a person's whole life of experiences, sometimes squeezed into one hour, one day, two days, three days. So it's invaluable from that point of view. 
I really like events. I do attend quite a few over the whole year. Uh, so some are like monthly meetups. So for example, I uh, am teaching Mastermind Local, which is Simon Switch's program on a monthly basis. I'm also having another event, which is called Next Level, which is a 12-month program on how to raise finance. I attend a broad range of other things. So for example, right now I'm fine-tuning my skills as an influencer on a guy called Daniel Priestley's program, KPI, leading into his uh, most advanced program, which is called 24 Assets, later in this year with my team. So those are just samples of events that are coming up. And uh, we spoke specifically about Expert Empires, which are due on the 16th and 17th of May 2018. This is annual event, so if you miss out this time, Feel free to check it out another time. I might or might not be there. We have also got other events coming up. For example, I will support Brendan Quinn's meetup later in May. I got a pin in Birmingham coming up. And, and the list goes on and on and on. So yeah, uh, events are invaluable. Uh, I find them hugely uh, useful for myself. Uh, I hope that you can find your own pick out there. And just by listening to a podcast, which is also, in a way, uh, an event. Would you agree? Absolutely. So, uh, again, thank you very much for tuning in. This has been episode number 14 with Charlie Sandvall and Fredrik Sandvall. And we look forward to hearing from you if you got any feedback. Otherwise, we'll be back in just a week from now again. Goodbye. Bye-bye.